Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Talking USMLE podcast. My name is Dr. Paul. If this is your first time visiting, let me take this opportunity to welcome you to the show. Whether you're in pre-med, med school, or you're just looking for some tips on productivity, inspiration, motivation, and becoming successful, you're in the right place. Before we dive in, please do me a huge favor and let us know how we're doing by leaving us a rating. Five stars if you're enjoying the show. Let's not waste any more time. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Dr. Paul. I'm here with Dr. Stavros. Today, we are going to be answering some of your Reddit questions. You guys are asking us great questions on Reddit. We want to provide you with great answers. So before we dive in, do us a huge favor. If you're enjoying our videos, if you're finding them to be helpful, hit that like button below. We would greatly appreciate it. Also, while you're at it, hit the subscribe button, set up notifications so that we can let you know every time we release a new video. All right. So today we're going to dive in. And uh, Dr. Stavros, if you want to get us started here with the first question. Yeah, sure. Thank you. So title is any idea when residency interviews will be this year. So try to modify my fourth year schedule a bit to maximize interview time. What month will interviews start? I'm assuming bulk of interviews in November, December this year. What time do you think interviews will be? Whole day, just the morning, just the afternoon. Any thoughts are appreciated. Obviously, it's a weird time to be interviewing with so many unknowns. So you want to take it, Doc? I can jump well, in. First of all, First of all, every program will be different. Yes. Um, you know, some programs will send out interviews immediately. Some will wait, you know, and, and spread them out a little more. But this is one of those things where you just have to apply and then the interviews will come when they come. You really can't worry about something like this. It's out of your control. Now, the good thing is that the majority will be virtual. And so, you know, you should be able to work these interviews into your schedule no matter where they are, because you don't have to travel. You just have to know that, okay, I need, I need to have the afternoon off on Friday or Tuesday. Now, as far as will it be the whole day, just the morning, just the afternoon, everybody again is different. Some places um, I've heard interviews are just, you know, a couple hours. Some places will take you for the whole day. They'll wine and dine you, bring you around town, bring you to lunch, do the whole thing. You'll have multiple interviews. Everybody is different. It completely is just dependent on the program. Now, with that said, don't, don't concern yourself too much about this because there's nothing you can control. They're going to offer you the interview and <clears throat> you're going to have to take it if you want it. So, you know, don't speculate on what, when or, or how long. It's just, it's all up in the air. And yes, it's a different year because of the pandemic, but, you know, same thing. You don't know every other year when you're going to be called for an interview, how long it will be. They'll tell you, they'll send you an op offer for an interview. They'll tell you how long it'll be. They'll give you the options of what dates you want. And then you go from there. One of those things you can't control. So don't worry too much about it. I mean, it's, it really is a nice setup for the, the candidates in this, in this aspect. You don't have to travel. Um, it's going to be all virtual for the most part. You know, some hospitals still have in-person interviews. So like what Dr. Paul mentioned, they'll give you the days, the times, the hours, the, whatever dates are available, mm -hmm. go from there. You don't have to give up a whole day or two to travel to get to a destination. So focus on the real stuff. Focus on CK if you haven't taken it. Focus on the OET exam. Focus on all the other components for your residency application is what I and Dr. Paul would say rather than worrying about the interviews. Because honestly, interviews can start as early as October, you know, early yeah. October. We, 
do this every year with everyone. So whether it's live or virtual, they're gonna interview more most likely because they can get through more interviews on a daily basis. So prepare, make sure your application's rock, rock solid and highlight every aspect of your strengths to get into that specialty that you desire. Yeah, and I, I mean, I appreciate what this person is doing, which is they're trying to, you know, maximize interview time, but I wouldn't modify your fourth year schedule because at the end of the day, Honestly. you never know what's gonna come in. So just do what you gotta do. Um, don't forget, your, your attendings understand that you have interviews coming up and they'll most likely be understanding uh, if you have interviews because, you know, they want you to succeed. So don't worry too much about it. And I'm, I'm reading some of the comments. Everyone's saying the same thing. We don't know. Um, you know, one person said they're going to be starting at the end of October. One says December, January. We don't know. No one knows. You know, these programs might know, but you're never going to know. So just don't worry about it, to be honest with you. Practice interviewing like we are talking right now virtually because it is going to be through the computer. And you have to be able to connect with the other doctor on the other side because there'll be many doctors interviewing you guys. They're not going to compromise quality over anything. So be ready to connect through the computer screen or else you won't have the success that you desire and that you want. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. Next question. All right. What is your program doing to replace the residency interview dinner? So I'm assuming this is probably someone from a program wondering what to do. So let me read this. Hi all. I'll assume that many, if not all programs are going to cancel in-person interview dinners. We're going to have to figure out a new way to provide something of this nature for applicants. Right now I'm thinking my program is planning on doing a zoom interview dinner. And I'm curious what other programs have been thinking of doing to provide a fun and formative experience for applicants. Um, a zoom interview dinner sounds like a absolute nightmare to me. Um, yeah. I wouldn't want to sit and eat dinner with a bunch of people because how are you supposed to communicate? Only yeah. one person can talk at a time. You can't, you know, break off and talk to someone here and then break off to talk. So, yeah. you know, from a, from the outside perspective, I would not recommend a zoom interview dinner. Um, and then when you look down at some of the comments here, it looks like a lot of these people are, just making their residents more available to reach out to potential candidates, which I think is a good idea. So for example, you know, if I'm a resident, you know, I might say I'll reach out to, or they give my name and information to maybe 10 people. And then if you're a resident, they give your name and information to 10 people. You can sort of build the relationships that way. But I mean, Zoom, the Zoom interview dinner idea, I think is a huge swing and a miss. I would strongly advise it. I think it's gonna be, I think you'll do one, you'll realize how brutal of an idea it was and then you'll never do it again so i wouldn't it's just you got to adjust but you can't some things you can't replace the no. in-person experience online i don't think this is one now if you're going to do a one-on-one -on -one interview dinner like if you know me and yeah. dr stavros are like hey friday night you want to have some dinner together <laughs> and he's in chicago and i'm somewhere else sure okay maybe we could do it still you know i don't see the point because you're not actually at dinner but no. it, it, it's not one of those experiences that translates well as a group into zoom so last year, because we help students year by year getting to residency, so we're getting feedback from them last year, or this past residency match cycle. And what usually was this, you go to dinner the night before, the next day you meet up with four, five, six doctors, depends on the specialty, they take you around the hospital. So that's that. Being that it's going to be virtual now, many programs are trying to find their way of highlighting their program. So if you're on Instagram and Facebook and social media, you can see that the programs are doing their very best to highlight themselves. That's why it's important to use social media the right way. 
I wouldn't worry about this. I would just focus on my interview skills, make sure that if I, if and when I get an interview, I can, you know, knock out of the park with every doctor that I meet, connect with them, use that CS skill that we used to teach for so long as far as eye contact, body language, rapport, connecting with the individual or else you can get the scores and get the interviews, but if you can't land and actually annihilate that interview itself, and you won't be able to rank them and you won't match the following year. So that's what I would focus my energy on. Forget about the dinners, forget about anything else. Love it. Awesome. Shall we move on? Let's go. All right, All right. you wanna do the next one? one? Yeah, sure, let's see. So, okay, starting to feel really reject, dejected after rejection, after rejection, any advice? Okay, so, hey guys, not sure if this is the right place for this, but thought I could hopefully have people in similar situations weigh in. I keep reaching out to faculty members in my specialty of interest to get involved in literally anything, shadowing, research, etc., And they either don't respond, most commonly, or say that they have something in mind, never really get back to me after, despite multiple follow-ups. Starting to doubt my own abilities, whether I'm, I'm the problem. I know friends of mine that have reached out to the same supervisor. It seems like they've been able to land research projects and while I just keep hitting the wall. I know I'm not supposed to let this get to me, but damn, I'm, I'm really starting to hate myself and I want to give up on the specialty entirely because I've been trying for so long to have an in, but it hasn't really worked, for, worked out. Does anyone have any advice or have ever been in a similar position? So, and it says, I guess I, was, I will clarify the field that I'm interested in, dermatology, which is really competitive here. So I can see that the, these faculty members probably get inundated with emails, but still, what about the ones I've already talked to that seem to just drop me? And the ones that seem to reply to everyone else, just feeling dejected and kind of getting tired of all this. Oof. I think it's a really good, I mean, the reason why I like this is because this honestly gives you an example of, how every person's different, social networking, whether you connect with them in the hospital, pre-pandemic or even right now, electives, rotations, you know, just because your friends are reaching out to them and they're, getting, they're being successful and you're not, there's many different components involved. Are you writing the right way? Are you connecting them? Do you have a soft intro? Are you really just really aggressive? Uh, did you make a good impression on them? Maybe perhaps you met them and, and for some reason the doctor doesn't wanna really help you out because they feel that you're not the perfect candidate for that position that you want. So just because you reach out to him, you're not entitled to anything, unfortunately. And that goes with everyone out there. Because you reach out to me or Dr. Paul, or to this doctor or this doctor, you're not entitled to an answer. You're not entitled to a position unless you've proven to us, meaning us, the MD community, that we can trust you. You are a valuable asset to my research project, to my program, to whatever it might be. So don't just intro yourself, assuming you're gonna get any position and if you don't, don't put yourself down because you can fix many things. There's techniques, there's strategies to connect people through social media and or in person via any possible way, knowing the strategies you have to implement to get those relationships going. Well said. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is, one of, this is one of the areas that we focus on a lot with our residency roadmap students because one of the most important, and I, I commend you for being proactive and trying to get your foot in the door. That's the right thing. What you are 100% doing the exact right thing, but you're not getting the results you want. So, you know, without knowing what you're saying, how you're saying it, what medium you're using, like, are you reaching out to them 
through email? Are you reaching out to them on social media? It's hard to say what you're doing wrong, but I can guarantee you that if you're constantly being rejected or someone saying, yeah, we might have something and then they ignore you, you're doing something wrong. There's either um, your approach is too aggressive, you're coming at it with a mentality of what can you do for me instead of how can I help you? This is where, you know, this is why the networking component of our roadmap program is so important because, um, you know, if you want to get into something, but you don't know how to do it, then you've hit the biggest roadblock. You, you want to get from point A to point B. A is where you are now. B is where you want to be. And there's a bridge to cross. You just don't know how to cross that bridge. And there's a, there's a troll on that bridge who's waving a, you know, a stick that's on fire saying, get back. And you, you don't know how to get past this. That's where we help you. That was a weird thing for me to say, but whatever. Okay, it's good. It's you know, I'm trying to paint a picture. You know, you're on the bridge. Something's in the way. You can't get there. This, this is what you're experiencing. You yeah. need to know how to get over that bridge to get to where you need to be. Now, like I said, it could be the approach. You, what you might be saying is just flat out wrong um, hmm. because there's a right way to get your foot in the door. There's a wrong way. You could be coming at it, like I said, with the mentality or, you know, the approach of, I need your help. How can you help me? Instead of you saying, hey, I have this massive passion for Derm and anything and everything I could do related to the field I am interested in, what can I do to help you? Just positioning yourself differently as how can I help you versus how can you help me can be the difference between everybody saying, you know what, I could use your help versus you know what, I don't have anything to offer you. Because to be quite honest, like Dr. Stavro said, we get dozens of people reaching out to us every single day on Instagram, asking us for stuff, for something. How can we help them without, you know, providing any sort of, you know, feedback about who they are to us? Like, you know, you know, someone say, saying, hey, I love your, your videos, and then giving us five paragraphs of how they need us to help them. I mean, it's I just, it's not the way to approach people when you need something from them. So, you know, first of all, I would say you got to be reaching out to the right people on the right networks. Um, you know, I don't know. We don't, we need more. I, I, I would, I would have a full hour discussion with this student doc, uh, to be honest with you, to, to figure this out. But, you know, like one of our students is um, very, very into research and especially cancer research. And he admittedly, you know, when he came into the program was struggling to connect with people. We, I put him through, I think, a two-hour intro about how to reach out to people. He uses um, one of the social networks, um, which, you know, it could be Instagram, could be Twitter. He specifically uses Twitter. But what he does is he reaches out using a specific strategy. And, I mean, he gets, he's had, I think, three or four interviews just in the last week with chief residents yeah. of the programs he's interested in. And those are at Ivy League schools like Yale, Princeton, uh, because they're interested in what he has to offer. But he went to them first offering his help. How could he help them? He didn't just say, I want to get into Princeton and Yale because everybody does. Who wouldn't want to, right? Um, internal medicine at Princeton or Yale, that's very coveted. But when he approached them with a the mentality of, hey, you know, I'm interested in the field. Is there anything I could do to help you guys? Then all of a sudden they thought, oh, wow, no one actually does that. Everyone just wants something from me. Then all of a sudden they're more interested in helping. People who reach out and want to offer something um, are much more likely to get your attention or you're likely to get their attention. So keep that in mind. Um, I can't answer this specifically 
on a detailed level because I need to know the approach, but yeah. that's a good starting point is change your approach. Don't go to people with, how can you help me? Go to your, the approach, go to people with the approach of how can I help you? And then see where that takes you. Also, I mean, you, you can't be, you gotta be friendly. You gotta be um, kind. You have to be the type of person that someone wants to help too. I don't know who you are, um, but it could just be, you know, the approach you're taking. Also, if you're using Instagram or any other social media where voice or video can be used, like we use, we use video and audio all the time as a response mechanism on Instagram. Yes. So that when someone asks us a question and we respond with the video, people are like, holy smokes, they took time to write, create a video. You could do something like that. Show someone what you're like, your personality. You're not just uh, someone, you're not a keyboard warrior, someone who has no face or name. You're actually a person and they can hear you speak. They can hear the tone. Um, they can hear the empathy in your voice. They can hear the passion in your voice. No one else will be doing that. Try that. A lot of things you could do. Um, but the most important thing you could do, to be quite honest, if you really want to get from point A to point B is book a call to speak with me or Dr. Stavros because we can actually get the details and help you. So uh, there's a link in the description below to book a call. Book a call with us. We'll get on the phone with you for 25, 30 minutes, tell you exactly what you're doing wrong, walk you in the direction that you need to go to get to where you want to be. Don't quit, all right? Everyone gets, gets obstacles thrown their way. If you quit, then the universe just weeded you out from dermatology. But if you keep going, you'll figure out a way and then you'll get to what you want to do. But you know, everyone wants derm. A lot of people want derm. Sure. Don't let obstacles like this make you think, oh, this isn't right for me. Because then you're a quitter and it's probably not the right field for you. So keep that in mind. Book a call with us. And anybody who's watching this, if you are interested in anything, even peds or family or internal, something less challenging or something super challenging, and you want to know how to make these connections and get the research, get the shadowing, we can help you. This is what we do. So reach out to us, book a call with us in the link below. This will be very, very wise for you to get you from point A to point B, cross that bridge, eliminate the obstacles. We know how to eliminate them. So let's, uh, let us help you. Yeah. I mean, I posted some of this morning, Instagram, I wrote, I mean, I posted from Zig Ziglar. When obstacles arise, you, you change your direction to reach your goal. You do not change your decision. And that's the whole point. If you don't know how to do it, reach out to someone that can help you. I mean, that's what we do. I mean, that's, how, that's why we do this. Like one of the students in our program, she's created a couple of podcast episodes, but she has another year before she matches. By the time she gets to the match, she's going to have so many episodes that shows to people who she is, right? Connecting with them on so many different levels, not just a piece of paper and a score. That's the whole point. You need to know how to position yourself, how to highlight yourself. That's all. Simple. Yeah. And you know, you're experiencing challenges. So when you experience challenges, one of two things, one of, you make one of two decisions. You either say it's too high of a challenge. I don't want it bad enough. And then you just lower your standards. No. Then maybe you'll go into something a little easier or the, the smarter thing, if you really want it is to raise your own standards and your own level of commitment to getting there. So you can lower the goal or you can raise your own standards. Ultimately it depends on what you want, but rejection is just part of life, especially when you're chasing big things, especially derm. I mean, everyone uh, knows how challenging derm is. You're going to get rejected. You just got to keep going. Reach out to us though. Love it. Looking forward to talking to you, doc. So um, let's cut it there. That was, uh, I think, a couple of really good responses to a few questions. Uh, if you guys have any questions for us, reach out to us on Instagram. I'm at real Dr. Paul. Dr. Stavros is at real Dr. Stavros. Ask us your questions. We will respond to you either on Instagram or we'll make a video and answer you that way. Thank you all for stopping by. Hopefully that was helpful. Uh, I really like those questions. Those were some really good ones. Uh, don't forget to like this video. 
Click the like button below, subscribe, set up notifications, and thank you all for stopping by. We'll see you on the next episode. See you guys. Thank you all for listening. I hope you found that to be helpful. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at RealDrPaul, and you can follow Dr. Stavros at RealDrStavros. I hope you found this episode to be helpful. If you did, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and leave a review so we know if you're finding the show to be helpful. We thank you for listening to the show. We know that you could be anywhere right now, but you've decided to spend your time with us. And for that, we're forever grateful. Thank you all for stopping by. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.